Wow, what an introduction, Luke. Hey, let's hear for Luke again. Luke, that was awesome. Woo! That's awesome. <laughs> You'll find out what I'm going to talk about. Who kn I don't even know. They just gave me a microphone. No, I'm just joking. Well, hey, uh, like I said, uh, welcome to Blackhawk Cam, our college-age ministry. My name is Michael. I'm the pastor of Cam here. So I'm in the right place, which is great. Uh, we, like uh, Grace and Luke were saying, we are a college-age community of Blackhawk Church. That means wherever you're at in your life stage of 18 to kind of 25, whether you're an undergrad going to UW-Madison, Edgewood, Madison College, maybe you're in grad school, you're getting your doctorate, trade school, internship, working somewhere in between. Maybe you just stumbled in here and you're not doing anything. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, and honestly, wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, whether you know Jesus, don't know Jesus, just have a lot of questions, we honestly hope that this can be like a safe place for you to bring questions, to bring your full self, because we care about the development of who you are. And we want everyone to just really kind of know the fullness that there is when we follow Jesus. So that's kind of who we are, what we're about. And we are in this series. Man, it's a two-week series. This is the second week. So sad. That means it's done after today. Boo. But next week, we're starting a five-week series, and we're just going through the gospel, meaning for five weeks, we're going to talk about what the gospel is. We're really, really excited about that. Like, who is Jesus? What is that? Uh, what has he done for us? What does that mean? So we're really pumped. It's our hope that people uh, who come to camp can really know the fullness of the gospel as we dig into the gospels. But today, we are going to be talking about life uh, change, new life. We talked about life change last week, about how we have a lot of decisions um, that we make. And a lot of the decisions that we make can really impact the type of person that we become. Sometimes it's, it's good decisions and good life change. Sometimes it's not so good. And we talked about the ultimate life change that's available to us is when we let God change us. And this week, we're really going to be talking about being intentional. Being intentional about the type of person that we are becoming. Intentionality. Because the decisions that you make today are really going to impact the type of person that you're becoming. And we're really going to be looking at this one question, okay? It's this one question that I want to ask all of you right now. You don't have to, don't say it out loud, though. Uh, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? It's a deep question. It's an important question. It's a question that, honestly, if you, you're really honest with yourself and you think about it and you wrestle with it, it can really impact the direction of your life. Who do you want to become? When I was younger, uh, there was a lot of different ideas that I had about kind of who I wanted to become, but not this, what we're talking about, not this kind of deeper sense of personhood, but really vocationally, you know. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of vocational kind of wanderings when I was younger, and it started when I was in elementary school. So I was the kid, any, any brave braces people out there? You had braces? Okay. I was like a big gap teeth kid, like, woo, big gap between my teeth, and my parents were like, oh, I love him, but he needs some braces. So, and I wasn't only the braces guy, I was like the astronaut helmet headgear guy. The, hey guys, how's it going? That was my life. I was that guy. You laugh, but when you wake up with headgear, it's like, what happened to my mouth? So much pain. So I was a headgear guy, and I remember the first time I went to my orthodontist office, my mom was there, I was sitting down, and I was like, what's an orthodontist? 
this is crazy. And I was looking at her pictures. And my orthodontist had like pictures of her like parasailing, hang gliding, uh, rock climbing, like going in the desert and doing all these things. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to be an orthodontist. (laughs) I was sold. I wanted someday to be an orthodontist. But then I learned that I just wanted the vacation life of my orthodontist, not the vocation life. I learned that being an orthodontist is basically looking at mouths all day, and I kind of think mouths are disgusting, so like, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to be an orthodontist. We're done. The next thing, uh, my mom owned a pet store growing up, so we always had all these animals, and I love animals, um, and so I thought, maybe I should be a veterinarian. Maybe that's who I want to become vocationally. But then I thought, like, yeah, I love animals. I especially love this animal. I had to throw it up here. This little guy, he's my little puppy. He was on giving coffee out on East Campus Mall. His name's Ollie Bear. He does have an Instagram, and he is pretty active on it. You can talk to me later about it. He's my child. It's fine. Uh, I love Ollie, but when I was younger, I thought, like, I don't know if I really love animals. I like them. I don't know if I like like them. I kind of like people more. Plus, you don't really have to pick up people's poop. <laughs> If you have to pick up people's poop, then let's talk, because I don't know what your life is. Maybe there's a kid, and I don't know. But uh, I thought, ah, no, I'm out. I don't want to be a veterinarian. So then my uh, best friend in high school was like, Michael, I'm going to join the tennis team. You've got to join the tennis team. His name was Michael, too. I said, Michael, I'm in. I got a tennis racket. I got the tennis gear. And I'm like, so how do you kind of play tennis? And he showed me, and I'm practicing with everyone. But listen, you sweat a lot. And I was not into sweating a lot, so I thought, I'm not going to be a professional tennis player. I'm done. The next thing, I was, uh, I was told I had a good voice when I was younger, so I'm like, oh, does that mean I should become a professional singer? I'm not joking. For like a year, I thought, I'm going to be a professional singer. I'm going to be like, I don't know, I almost said the male version of Taylor Swift, which is a weird thing to say up here. But I had these dreams of being a professional singer, but then I started talking to people, and I thought, oh, that's kind of hard. Is there an easy way to do it? And they're like, nah, it's like pretty, pretty difficult. And I thought, well, I'm kind of lazy, so I'm out. (laughs) And then the last thing I thought before I eventually became a pastor was, you know what? I'm going to become a doctor. I am totally going to become a doctor. There are doctors in this room, and you're awesome if you're a doctor. There's people who want to be a doctor someday. There's people studying to be in some type of a medical field. But I honestly, for a year, I'm like, I'm going to be a doctor. So I took the math classes. I took the science classes. I learned that I'm bad at the math classes, and I'm bad at the science classes. And not only that, I'm the guy that when I see blood, I have to both pass out and run as fast as I can at the same time, which isn't a pretty thing. So I thought, maybe I shouldn't become a doctor. Throughout my life, there have been so many ideas about so many different types of people that I can become, so many different decisions that I can make. But I don't want to talk about vocation because that's kind of what we can do. What I want to talk about is who we're going to be that inward character, motivation part of you, the type of person that, when it's your funeral, what people are saying about you. I'm talking about who you're going to be. Who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? Because answering this question will change your life. Who is it? Jesus, he was all about transformation. 
becoming, being transformed. Here's a Bible verse about transformation. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Who do you want to become? Jesus is saying, I want you to, or Paul, through Jesus, I want you to be, have a renewed mind. I want you to become a transformed person. In the college age, wherever you're at in this college age, man, this is such an important time to ask these questions because when you ask these questions, honestly, who do I want to become? Man, that changes everything. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the type of person that, that Jesus is encouraging us to become and for that, I want to talk about three different type of people out there. Three different type of people that we can often fall into becoming if we're not careful. The first is what I like to call a boat person. That was great timing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Ben Dash. That was awesome. A boat person. Uh, I, I almost had you do it again, but we're not going to try it. <clears throat> a boat person. So here's a picture. Here's a different picture about a boat. So I love a sailboat. I love, a, I grew up on the West Coast and my uncle, he had a sailboat and he would take me out on his sailboat and I don't know if you've been on a sailboat. They're not, I mean, there are some on the Great Lakes, I think. But on the West Coast, I would go on these sailboats and one time there was like a big gray whale when we were sailing 15 feet from us and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, it's bigger than this boat. It's so crazy. I love a sailboat. Here's the thing about a sailboat. A boat person or a sailboat it goes wherever the wind takes it. It doesn't really necessarily rely on a motor like a lot of different boats, but this boat, it props up this sail, and when the wind blows, the sailboat just takes off. And the sailboat is so cool. It goes in the direction that the wind is taking it. And if the wind is going fast, that sailboat takes off. Sailboats are pretty awesome. <laughs> but sailboats... I mean, they're very dependent because a sailboat is fully reliant on wind. In fact, a, a sailboat can't go anywhere without the wind taking it somewhere. It's super reliant on wind. Here's my question for you. Where is the wind taking you in life? Where's the wind blowing right now at UW-Madison? Madison College at your work. What I mean by that is what direction is the influence of the people that you're around taking you? Where's that wind blowing? You see, a boat person, a boat person is super sensitive. They set up their sail and they just want to go where the wind's blowing. A party, I'm there. A type of a friendship, I'm there. A relationship, I'm there. You see, a boat person deeply wants to be influenced by the wind because a boat person needs acceptance. A boat person needs the sense of belonging. And if a boat person doesn't get the sense of belonging, wow, it's devastating. What's the purpose? What's the point? A boat person is dependent on what other people think about them. Now, I want to be honest. There has been so many times in my life where I've been a boat person. <laughs> I mean, I have set up my sail, and I'm like, I just want a friend. I want to be accepted. 
I, and I don't care where I'm getting it. I'm going to set up my sail. And what happens is I, if my convictions were like an anchor, I just kind of pull up my convictions. And I'm like, all right, influence, take me. Friends, take me. I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I want to be whatever you want me to be. I'm a boat person. But remember what Paul said? He said this. He said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul is saying that when you don't conform to the patterns of this world, when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, then in Ephesians, Paul says this, this is what will happen. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Wow. Listen, people and parties, they're not bad. What's hard and what can be challenging and, and not the best for us is when we pull up our anchor of convictions and we say, wind, blow me wherever. I'll do whatever. Then we can be blown into some pretty dangerous places. That's a boat person. <laughs> the next person I want to talk about is a beach person. You killed it. There you go. You're the man. That's awesome. He does it for free, too. Uh, <clears throat> a beach person. Here's a picture of a beach. We all know what a beach looks like. I love a beach. I'm going to be really honest. I'm a beach person. I actually went to grad school in California for the sole reason, I am not joking, of being next to this thing. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, talk about, you know, being sold out for the beach. I love a beach. Honestly, there is nothing better in my book than like surfing all day. I don't know if you've been surfing, it's awesome. I'm actually really bad at it, but I still try to do it as much as I can. There's nothing better than surfing and then like looking at the sunset when you're done. It's awesome. There's nothing better than playing spike ball all day on a beach. There's nothing better than like laying on a hot sandy beach. You guys are like, be quiet, it's getting cold right now and we're in Wisconsin. I'm still going, people. Uh, there's nothing but, you know, laying in a sandy beach, jumping in the water, laying in the sandy beach. I'm a beach person. I love a beach, okay? I love going to the beach. But here's the dangerous thing when we're talking about what a beach person is when it comes to being transformed when it comes to the type of person. Because when we're a beach type of person, when we want to live the deep beach type of life, man, we're really concerned with the best in this world, and that's it. We just want the best. We want the luau's, we want the surfing, we want the hot sandy beach, we want the best that life can offer, and we don't want anything else. We're not even interested in anything else. A beach person goes to school because the only thing they want in life is to make the most money that they can. They want it all. A beach person, they are only concerned with dating the perfect guy or the perfect girl, both success-wise, looks-wise. They want to marry the perfect guy. They want to marry the perfect girl. They just want, really, it's like the filtered life when you take a picture or a video and you get a little filter on TikTok, Instagram. A beach person, they want that to be their lived reality. They want, when people look at them, they want them to see like, wow, they're like living the filtered dream, right? And when, when they're out and about, they want to know that they're living at the top of everything. A beach person wants it all. 
Now, I'm going to show a couple pictures because I think we've all seen this. A lot of us are on social media. We know about it. You know, like real pictures versus filtered pictures. Let's take a look. All right, and I did beat. There's so many different variations. I chose the beach because we're talking about the beach. You know, the before, and then you put that filter on. You're like, okay, there you go. If you're listening to our podcast or YouTube, you, or go to YouTube if you're listening to our podcast. Here's the next picture. Uh, yep, before and after. Eh, they're actually both kind of cool, but the after one looks really good. The next one. Yeah, after one, I want to go that place, not the dark, dingy place. Like, come on. I don't know if you are aware, like, this is the opposite, the Target monitor selfie challenge. Have you ever seen that, like, when people are post? Have you ever been to Target and you're, like, getting groceries and then you're like, oh, man, I look good today. And then you look at the Target selfie monitor. Some brave soul started this trend. She, she's great. Here's a picture of her. You know, before and then after. And then, here's, and then some memes came up afterwards, like what I look like in my mind, what I look like in the Target self-checkout uh, camera, and then one more, what I look like in my mind, what I look like in the Target. I'm going to be really, really honest. The most humbling thing is when I'm like, man, I, I got my haircut looking good. Like, I'm, I'm just rocking it, and I'm getting some milk, and I look in that. I'm like, oh, wow, is that what I look like? We don't want to look like the Target selfie monitor. We want to look like that filtered life. We're a filtered generation. That's our generation. We're about filters. That's the most important thing. We want people to say, I want to be them someday. We want to be at the top. And in so many ways, we want to do so many different things, live our life in a different angle. We want to put whatever filter that we can so that we can be the best. But if we're not careful, we can become all about that filtered life instead of that founded life. We can be all about that filtered life instead of that founded life. This is what I mean by that founded life. This is Jesus at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, when Jesus was saying this, he was by the Sea of Galilee. There was kind of like a mount that he was, he was standing on. There was a lot of people. And so picture this. There's a Sea of Galilee. People are listening to these words, and they see Sandy Beach, where there's this beautiful beachfront, sandy place. And they see places, maybe it's not next to the sea, but it's a firm foundation. And what a lot of people do, did, they wanted that beach life. So they would actually build houses on the sand. You know, the smart thing for them to do, and everyone knew this, was to go to the firm foundation and build your house or to dig down deep where there's kind of more bedrock, but they didn't want to do that because they wanted the easy, the quick. They wanted to just slap a filter on it. They wanted the best, and they didn't want to do the work for it. The outside, they wanted to look good, but the inside, nah, we don't care. And when Jesus said this, it was not a surprise when the winds and the streams and the wave, when the storms come, those houses that don't have a good foundation, they fall. They crumble because they chose the filtered life instead of the founded life. They chose that filtered life. 
Now, I love the beach. <laughs> In my personality, I'm like an achiever. I like to do the best. I want to be the best. There's, what I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go to school and then make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. No, it's good. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be attracted to the person that you date or marry. You actually should be. If you're not, let's have a conversation. There's nothing wrong with wanting to live the best life that you can. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing that's dangerous, though, is when those things become the ultimate thing. When those things become what you build your life on. If you want to become that filtered type of person, Jesus is saying, you got to watch out. You got to watch out. Because when you build your life on a filter instead of a foundation, when the storms come, watch out. So what does it look like to build your life on a firm foundation? I'm glad you asked. You didn't ask. Last, last person. What does it look like to be a brick person? A boat person, a beach person, a brick person. A brick person is someone who builds their life on that firm foundation. So what is that firm foundation? I'm glad you asked. What did our passage say again? Our passage said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, hear these words of mine, and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. If you hear Jesus' words and put them into practice. This was at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So in that context, he just gave like the best sermon that was ever given. And he's saying, don't let these words go to waste. Hear the words that I said, put them into practice. And when we kind of take a bigger scheme out, when we look at the word of God and we uh, see what it means for our context in our lives today, and when we hear them and when we put those words into practice, word by word, brick by brick, and when we build our lives on the foundation of God, that is what it looks like to be a brick person. Now, I just want to be honest. There have been, um, let's sit down because I'm getting too excited. Uh, there have been so many times where I have been all three people, honestly. I remember when I was younger and really just going through the, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> what vocation? When I was thinking about those becoming vocational questions, I didn't realize that there were becoming, I was becoming something else. There were these internal, these decisions that were infect, uh, affecting me internally. The first one I want to talk about is a boat person. When I was younger, when I was going through these kind of vocational things, I uh, moved to a new city, and I didn't have any friends. I desperately wanted to fit in, and it was hard. Making friends is hard. I don't care how old you are. It's hard. <laughs> and I wanted community, and I felt like I would go up to people, strike out. I would go up to people, strike out. I would go up, strike out. But there was this one group that they're like, hey, you can hang out with us. But I knew that they weren't the type of people that I wanted to become. But I wanted relationships. So I said, yeah, let's do it. I put my sail up, and I was like, tell me where to go. Tell me what to do, and I'm there. Because I was so desperate to be wanted and accepted. And this is going to sound dramatic, but it's real. Um, at first, they started like, hey, let's go steal something from a store. I'm like, no. And they're like, come on, it's cool. So I did. And then they started sneaking out and vandalizing things for small things. 
and then they really got into drinking heavily. They got into doing drugs, and and I didn't I didn't do all of those things, but I did enough of those things. And in the middle of all of it, I just like I remember pulling myself aside away from that, and I was like, Michael, what are you doing? Who are you becoming right now? I had this conversation with myself. Are you really that interested? And what anyone would think of you that you're willing to set your sail up and go anywhere? Really? Are you e that easily influenced? I saw where my life was heading. I thought, nah, I'm out. I did a, did a complete 180. And in a few months, everything changed in my life. I got a lot of new friends. I started making different decisions. I, like how I looked changed, haircut, how I dressed. I'm not trying to be braggy right now because this is the only time that it happened, but I got a 4.0 that semester. I was like, what? Yeah, never happened again. I'm not your 4.0 guy. But so many things changed. I swung from a boat person and I docked and got onto that beach and I'm like, I am a beach person now. I just care. I like care what people think about me. Listen, I was a MySpace user. That's how old I am. And I remember getting my sunglasses and taking pictures through the lens so I can do my own filter before filters were there. That's how much of a beach person OG I was. Adam's clapping because he probably did the same thing. That's awesome. He's our downtown pastor. That's cool. So I wanted in every way to have this filter that when people looked at me, they thought that's the guy that I wanted to become. I want to become in every way. I wanted to be the best person that I could possibly be. And while that's not the, that's not a bad thing, deep down inside, that was the only thing that I wanted. It looked like I was full on the outside, but I got to be really honest with you, I was empty on the inside. And I came to this place where I'm like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. I'm doing everything right. I should live a fulfilled life, but I felt empty. So I kept living on the beach, though. I kept doing that. And this is true. This is real. It sounds churchy, but I'm moving towards it. One of my friends, he's like, hey, do you know Jesus? I'm like, nah. What are you talking about? That's weird. I want to talk to you about him. I'm like, man, I'll listen, but I'm not really interested. For two years, he kept talking to me about Jesus. He has a plan for you. He loves you. He has a purpose. You don't need to strive. He's done it all. He's paid it all. He just wants you to follow him. I would listen. I was close to it. But then I started to become a little bit more open and a little bit more open because he started talking about like this, like I would feel complete in him and that's what I wanted. So then I remember I was driving. I was a junior in high school and I thought Jesus was saying this. If you really are who you say you are, If you are enough for me, if you paid it all for me, if you gave everything for me, then I'll risk it and give everything for you. I didn't know anything about the Bible, but I started to read. I joined a Bible study, and word by word, brick by brick, I started building my life on the foundation of God. And let me tell you, I wasn't perfect. I'm still not perfect. No, I mess up all the time. It's not about being perfect. It's not about knowing how to place the bricks perfectly. It's about making the decision to become that type of person who wants to build in that type of way. And when that happened, let me tell you, when we read about the winds and the waves, that's real. It's real life. I'm not going to go into detail, but there have been some winds and waves in my life 
I've had really close friends die. Family members pass away. There's suffering. People have treated me in ways that I, no one deserves to be treated. I don't want to go on. I don't want pity. I'm not looking for that. But what I know is that I've been down on the bottom. We've all been down on the bottom in different ways. And in moments where I felt like I was crumbling, when I was a boat person, you just it's the ocean. You just sink down. Beach person, that sand, that gives out. When I felt like I was crumbling in the wind and the waves, I'm going to be honest with you, I felt like I was held. I was held up. Jesus was holding me. I made it through. Who do you want to become? You want to become a boat person? Beach person? A brick person? Who do you want to become? Because whatever you choose, like our passage says, man, the wind, the rains came down, the streams will rise, the winds will blow. And when that happens, I don't know about you, but I want to be a brick person. Why? Because it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. When the storms come in our lives, if you choose to be a brick person, somehow you remain standing. And it's not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. Because of whose life you're deciding to build your life on, to be a brick person. And if you're not a brick person, I want to talk to you about what that looks like. We have leaders here. And if you are, I want to end by saying, we're not to build alone. <laughs> We're not to build our house, our lives, brick by brick by ourselves. We're, meant, we're meant to do it in community. That's why at CAM and at Blackhawk, you're going to hear us say this. We want you to join a community group. Not so that you can join one of our groups, but because we care about your development, who you're becoming, your transformation. And we feel like that's one of the best places that we've seen transformation happen. We want you to get connected to a group whether it's CAM or a different campus ministry group, but somewhere where you feel like you are being challenged and grown as a disciple in Christ. If you're not going to church on Sunday, man, we want you to come to Blackhawk downtown or any church. We meet at 9 a.m. and 1045 right here. It's awesome. Wherever you're at, we want to encourage you, whatever it looks like in your context, to link arms with someone and be a brick person, to look at God's word and word by word, brick by brick, build your life. Let's pray. God, there are so many different ways that we can build. There are so many different lives out there that we can kind of live, so many different types of people that we can become. And I pray that you help us. God, I pray right now that as we're kind of contemplating and thinking about what our lives look like and who we want to become, that there's a sense that we just feel that you're holding us up. Hold us up, Jesus. And when I talked about the winds and the waves and the streams, storms of life hitting God, I know that there are people right now in this room, that's their reality. They're in the middle of a storm. 
there is a relational thing that's going on in their life. There is something maybe that they keep going to. God, there are people in this room that are wanting to get connected. Some people have deep questions about you, deep fears. They're seeking you in different ways. And God, I pray that you can show up as the God who is a firm foundation. There's so many counterfeit foundations out there, God. There are so many different filters that this world can put on different things and say, this is the life that we want you to live. This is who we want you to become. But you are saying, become my child. Build your life on me because I am the only one that can take you into this life and into the next. I'm the one that loves you, ultimately. I'm the one that came down. I'm the one that died. I'm the one that rose again. And I'm defeating death in you and you will rise again with me. Jesus, help us build our life on you. Wherever we're at, we give our lives to you, Jesus. We just create this time afterwards as a safe place for us to just encounter you wherever we're at. Because you are a God who loves. You are a God who cares. And you are the God who helps lift the bricks and helps us build. In your name we pray.